Hi friend, do you want to experience more energy, vitality, and flow in your life? Well, be sure to go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and check out the supplement section. We have all of your favorites back in stock. Vegan Vitality and Vegan Powder Protein are two of the favorites that go very quickly. So if you're into protein and vitality, be sure to check those out. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is Update Texas. Yes, today is the first day that I am recording in Texas the podcast. I'm whispering because the kids are asleep and I'm in the new office slash potentially studio It will be the studio for now until I figure out for sure, but most likely this will be it. But the thing that will be a little challenging is, you know, I like to work at night and the kids are asleep and their rooms are not too far away. So I'm just kind of trying to test this, see see how it works, see how it goes, see if I wake up the kids. They have their first day, not the first day of school, it's Bradley's second day of school. And then uh, little man's I guess third or fourth day. He he started last week, but so far so good. It's all new. It's um, you know, different for sure. But it's awesome. It's awesome. I I don't want to get too too into things now because again it's late and I'm actually just partly testing my technology, partly testing yeah workflow and saying hello, saying that I'm still here. I'm excited to be. Starting this new chapter in our lives, I have an interview lined up. I'm going to be interviewing someone in about, what time is it? So I guess about 12 hours. So I have maybe a little bit more time than I thought, but I want to try to figure out the technology. That's always something that can be a challenge, especially since I haven't done it in a while. I haven't interviewed anyone in a while and my technology is all in a different place. You know, I'm not at my usual studio. I moved that and I've got a different setup so just a lot of variables and that can always lead to unforeseen challenges and you know doing an interview that's the last definitely not what I want right definitely something that could be avoided if I spend the time right now to test it so that's what I'm doing I appreciate you friend a lot of things to talk about and I hope it's not too echoey in here I don't have very good sound uh, proofing or anything set up so I'm hearing some echo when I talk I'm not using my microphones I don't know where that is I've got this other microphone but it's not working with the computer that I'm trying to test it with so it's just frustrating but it's awesome I've been thinking so I've got this patio or porch in the back now we've got this patio porch in the back and one of the things I've been doing fairly regularly we've been here about a week now no two weeks sorry yeah, two weeks. One thing I've been doing has been at night going out there, me and Bob. Bob's our dog, yellow shepherd lab, yellow lab shepherd mix. And we just go out there and chill, and it's nice. And I take some time to, you know, kind of just ponder the world and have a drink, a drink and, uh, and so last night, you know, last night was um, 
pretty clear sky. The moon was out. It's pretty bright. We've got a beautiful backyard. We're very happy about a lot more nature than where we were before. So if you're new to the show, first of all, thank you for giving me a chance and tuning into the show, taking some, taking a chance that, you know, just on, on listening. So we, I'm a California native, you know, born and raised in Los Angeles and then moved down to San Diego when we were about, when I was about 13 and lived there for about six years, I think, in, maybe five years, and then uh, went away to college up in Northern California. I lived there for a couple of years in Berkeley, in Oakland, and then moved back down to San Diego, lived there until uh, moved all around in San Diego, different parts of San Diego County over the years. And then just uh, two weeks ago, which was uh, 2021, October 2021, my family, my wife, my two, our two kids and I, we moved out here to Texas. I've never lived out of state. I've only been to Texas uh, twice, and we didn't even see the house that we moved into uh, before we bought it, before we moved in. So definitely a leap of faith. Definitely we felt like we just needed to make this move for a number of reasons, which I'm sure I'll be talking about in upcoming episodes. And it's been great. It's been great. It's been exciting. And uh, so I'm sitting in the back patio, and actually I stood up. I got off the couch and I wanted to go see the moon. I couldn't see it. We've got this really neat, what is it called? Like I keep calling that patio or porch. I don't know what the difference is. Um, there's a roof, (laughs) there's a roof. And so I had to walk out from under the roof if I wanted to see the moon and it's this beautiful moon. And one of the things, one of the visions I've gotten a couple of times, a bunch of times, and I'm excited to do it, but you know, with the brand, with the find your flow brand, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things I, I go back and forth with, right? You know, how am I trying to, because I'm not, the brand isn't me, but I, I represent it, right? So it's this kind of balance of promoting this ideology, I guess, or this framework, a platform, this find your flow lifestyle of you finding your purpose, me finding my purpose, me sharing that journey of self-discovery so that maybe in some way, shape or form, it may help you with wherever you are on your path. And that's kind of the idea of it. And then there's like, well, you know, and I try to be as honest as I can and open and transparent as I can, particularly with this podcast that's where I'm really sharing my thoughts and what's going on in my life. The book series, you can find the Find Your Flow official book series on the website, findyourflow.com. And then you can also find it available on uh, Amazon. And with the books, you know, those are more structured and more um, edited, right? It's not so free-flowing. And then the, the blog, I do get into some stuff, but I can only type so fast, so I can only put out so much content there. So this is really where I try to get the most, not real content, but like kind of the deepest, most um, fluid and flowing mind flow going, okay? And with that, there are certain challenges, right? Because if it really was just me speaking into this microphone and only I was going to listen to it, you know, the therapy aspect of me just talking to myself and getting my thoughts out of my head and into some kind of recorded device or, you know, if I were to journal, which I used to do a lot of, that would be one thing, right? But 
in the back of my mind or oftentimes in the forefront of my mind, I know that I'm talking to you. And so that makes it exciting. It also makes it challenging. And one of the things that was interesting last night was, you know, we've made this huge leap. We've made this huge change with our, our whole life. You know, my beautiful wife of 21 years, well, we've been together 21 years, sorry. We've been married for 16, 17 years, I think 16 years. Um, you know, it's uh, we've been on quite a journey together. And she, yeah, I don't want to get into all that, I guess. Where am I going with this? Basically, you know, I've been doing this kind of life and this kind of... Um, show, right? Where I just talk about whatever random interesting things that are of interest to me with underlying themes, you know, there's definitely repeating recurring themes that I touch on. And and my point of view, you know, as me, Winston, this guy, entrepreneur, uh, business person, spiritual person, who's had these experiences that I try to share and lived, lived in, done things that maybe, um, you know, are relatable or maybe are fantastic to some people and, you know, unbelievable maybe. So I try to just go with the flow of it. I try to just be a pure, clear channel, let the information and energy and divine wisdom as best I can channel that and allow that to flow through into, through my vocal cords, from my mouth to God's ears, so to speak, uh, to your ears, you know, in hopes that it resonates with you right? And that you can sense at some level the truths that I'm trying to express. Does my ego get in there? Sure. Do I say things that later I think, why the heck did I say that? Of course. You know, and I try not to beat myself up over it. That's something that took me a lot of time over the years, you know, to to give myself the ability to say stupid things, things that I regret saying, things that I, I can't go back and listen to these episodes, you know, because if I do, I would never publish any of them. It'd always be like, oh, I said that one thing that was really stupid and I, I've already changed my mind, you know, but that's just, that's just it for me. It's like, I have to just do it and push it out. And if I say something stupid or that I regret saying, as long as it's not, you know, too offensive or too out of line with my general thoughts, um, you know, I, I never go back and edit any of these because I don't have the time or patience and I don't pay anyone to do it because then I'd stuff to sit there and think about, well, what do I want that person to go and do? And I'm too cheap, to be frankly honest <laughs> with you, friend. So so this is a one shot. Like I record it. I say what I'm trying to say. I let it flow and then I stop and then I upload it um, sooner or later. Sometimes it takes me weeks, months. I've even had a, a year or more hiatus at points where I've just had life just kick my butt, you know, and I, I never, I didn't get an episode out for whatever reason. So that's when I do the episodes. If you see, um, in the different feeds where it's called update and I usually try to put a date, that's when I'm trying as much as I can to record the episode and push it out right away. There's other episodes. I have dozens, maybe I think hundreds actually of episodes recorded that I, you know, they're sitting there waiting to be published that I haven't quite gotten around to publishing. So those are more topical, you know, like one will be about past lives or one will be about, you know, this or that, right? Cash flow, investing in real estate or whatever. Excuse me. And so that's part of it too. And then every once in a while I interview somebody. 
I find somebody who's doing something I find fascinating or somebody that I've wanted to talk to, you know, get their thoughts, share their thoughts with you. And I ask if I can interview them. And um, so far, everybody has said yes. Uh, maybe there's one person or two people along the way that said, you know, they weren't ready kind of thing. Um, but for the most part, you know, people have been really responsive and excited to be on the show. So I really appreciate that. That's been very cool. And I try to pick people who have interesting points of view. And people, generally, they've been business people. You know, I'm again, I'm an entrepreneur. I've built businesses. I've run businesses. I've consulted to businesses. For the last five years, I've been consulting full-time to businesses all across the United States, uh, primarily, specifically, real estate investing businesses. So I've really had the amazing opportunity to work with investors, real estate investors all across the United States. I've done well over 5,000 calls, probably over 6,000, maybe even 7,000 or more. I'm not entirely sure because we didn't have perfect tracking, but um, definitely upwards of 5,000 calls that I've personally completed with investors. And it's been such an amazing experience. I've learned so much. I've really felt blessed to be able to serve humanity, serve our you know species serve our country and in that way you know in businesses and people because i believe in the american dream i believe that people should be able to own real estate in the in the united states of america and that that's a dream worth pursuing and that if i can support people building their dreams which oftentimes revolves around financial freedom which oftentimes revolve around legacy um, oftentimes revolve around, you know, building a future that can get them out of their day jobs and, and provide a better life for their kids and their kids' kids, you know, their grandchildren and, and on and on and, and their communities. A lot of people do things for their communities, their churches, their uh, people, you know, that they know. So it's been really special to help in that capacity, being able to just use the knowledge that I've acquired in my career, in my journey and share that with people so that maybe they can avoid some of the hard knocks that I had to, to go through. And being able to just listen to people as they go through that journey, it can be quite challenging. It can be quite lonely. It's something that unless you've built a business, unless you've gone through that process, you know, it's you just don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. So I do know. I have been there. I have built it. I have failed <laughs> many times. And I've, you know, crashed and burned many times. And I know that pain. And I know... I know a lot of the ups and downs of it, you know, personally, and that's allowed me to help other people go through those ups and downs and through their crashes and burns and through their pain points and dealing with, you know, people that mean well, but maybe aren't being that supportive or people who don't mean well and just are flat out haters, right? So there's all of that when you start getting, putting yourself out there and trying to build a business and trying to do things that other people don't understand. You know, they're like, oh, you want to do what? Oh, you bought a course online? Oh, you went to a seminar? Why? You're investing in real estate? What? That sounds like a scam. How much money did you spend? Oh my gosh, you got scammed. You know, people say these things. I've gone through all that, you know, many times over. Um, that's one of the great things about, I guess, just starting young and failing forward fast. Fail forward fast. That's something I learned at gosh, I guess one of the first big seminars I went to on my own right out of high school. I graduated high school in 1997. And 
I went to this seminar, a guy by the name of Marshall Silver. I was big into hypnosis uh, back then. I'd started reading books about hypnosis, I think when I was about uh, 14 at the school library. They had books on hypnosis in the school library. I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. Like, man, they just have this stuff here. <laughs> just read it. So I read all the books on hypnosis and yeah, I was practicing on, uh, you know, some, some of my friends and uh, girls, of course, you know, when they would want me to, they, you know, Hey, can you make me do this? And we would, you know, it was fun to try to pretend to, um, my one friend, he wanted me to help him uh <laughs> when he was pretend he was drunk you know every time he touched his thumb to his forehead he would be feel like he drank a beer so that was a fun one you know just stupid things like that but over time uh i learned the the, the value the power of self-hypnosis that was the big thing right the self-hypnosis because that's because i needed it i needed it and i i don't want to go into too many things about that what was the point of all this? I guess like filters, you know, I can't, I, I don't, I can't just talk freely, I guess is part of kind of what I'm roundabouting to is that at one point I used to talk a lot more free than I do now. I guess that's part of it too, is what I'm trying to get to is the world has changed. The world's changed. I've been doing this show, I think seven years, eight years, I don't know, something like that. And it was, I I remember starting it back in, uh, it happened to be, I think, like right before New Year's Eve, I think. It was a New Year's Eve or right near it or Christmas. We are in Utah. My family, my dad uh, used to take us to Utah a lot because we had a timeshare out there. So that was kind of a family tradition. We'd go out and ski and snowboard and all that over the years um you know my brother and I just kind of didn't really like the skiing and snowboarding because it was always such a grind you know (laughs) we had to play these games like my dad didn't want to buy you know lift tickets were expensive and he didn't want to pay full price for so you know we had to kind of pretend we were younger than we were to get the kid tickets and you know it's like one of those things where it's we're not paying for it my brother and I so we can't complain too much but at the same time it's really embarrassing and it's like you know the people there knew we weren't as young as we were pretending to be and so it's just kind of this really awkward painful situation all the time but and then um and then we had to get our money's worth so we'd be out on the slopes all freaking day you know and then but we couldn't we couldn't eat at the restaurant we could eat at the restaurant but we'd always have to bring our own lunches and so that was always embarrassing and cold the food was never heated up so it's just and i i know i sound like a whiny complaining privileged person in that sense right so that's of course not what i'm trying to do but that's also just what it was you know and um it was fun it's awesome i love those memories and i started the podcast one of those nights i was in the in our room and it was you know I was getting this whole find your flow thing really trying to take it to the next level whatever that meant still trying to figure it all out and this whole podcasting thing had been a while around for a while and it seemed like okay it's real it's this this radio but anybody can do it you know anybody can have a podcast it's like you could just launch it yourself and you could do it from your own computer and you have to host it somewhere and and you know and people can listen they can download it it's like wow this is amazing this is amazing like depending on how old you are friend this is something that you may just completely take for granted but for those of us old enough to remember it was 
kind of a huge deal. It's a game changer. It's a game changer because before the only people that could do broadcasting, I mean, casting their information uh, broadly across multiple people, you know, instead of just standing on a soapbox and, and shouting or using a bullhorn, being able to broadcast your message uh, across not just your your stage, but maybe your city, maybe your you know community, maybe your state, maybe your country, maybe the whole planet and beyond, perhaps to to have that capability at your fingertips. That's incredibly powerful, and that's something that is disruptive to to it was disruptive and probably still is to the radio industry. They don't have that monopoly anymore, right? Now, even somebody such as me broadcasting from a tiny little room, a decently sized room now in, uh, you know, the great state of Texas, excuse me, can can do that. And I did it for my garage. I did it for my car for many years. You know, a lot of the episodes, if you go back, there was probably hundreds of episodes I did from my car while I was commuting to and from work. Because that's the only time I had and the, to do it. And that was the best time. I loved it and it was great. So um, one filter that I have to keep on when I'm talking is the no cuss filter, right? I, I try to make this show kid-friendly, not kid-friendly, because I'm talking about subjects that are probably, probably beyond the, the scope of most kids, right? But perhaps young adults, you know, I taught in schools, in public, uh, sorry, private schools for a number of years as a music teacher. And I always try to have a positive impact on the kids. You know, that's something I'm passionate about. I love kids. I want to support them. And, you know, I had things, not that I, I didn't have, not that I had a hard childhood. I certainly didn't. You know, I'm very blessed and I've grown up in you know loving, supportive family, all these good things. Um, doesn't mean I didn't have my own issues, okay? And that's something I do try to explore with this show. Um, so where was it going? Getting a little tired here. The um, point of the whole thing. Oh, so I try not to cuss. I don't cuss. I never, and if I do, then I that's an episode I usually just won't air because I don't have the pay or patience to go back through and find it and edit it out. It's like I blew the whole episode. So there was a lot of episodes when I started trying to figure out my workflow, uh, production flow, post-production, all that for the show. You know, how do I actually record it? How do I, where do I host it? Where do I, how do I upload it? Oh gosh, it takes all this time to upload. Oh, should I do a wired or do I have to have, you know, my internet connection so I can do more? So there's all these logistics that took me a long time to figure out. I've done this, like I said, for a number of years. The technology is always changing, right? Which computer am I using? Oh, now that computer's full. Oh, now I got to create more space. Oh, now I, that computer's too old and I need a new one. You know, all these things are part of the struggle that those who are listening don't always see or appreciate. And that's something, again, as an entrepreneur, there's all these things that people, your customers or clients don't really understand or know. And until you are the entrepreneur, until you are the business owner creating it, you don't understand that, right? It's one thing to think that you do, but until you're actually doing it, like with so many things in life, it's like other people make it look easy. And then you start doing it, it's like, holy smokes, there's a lot more to this than I realized. There's a lot more to it than I could have ever imagined. And so podcasting is one of those things. There's a lot more to it than than it seems for most of us. There's the technology, there's the hosting, there's the pr- promoting it, you know, where are you actually putting it out? And 
And so the for me again, the cussing, trying to be, you know, I'm me and I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say, but then there's the brand. There's the find your flow brand. And it might mean something to somebody else, right? And so how could I I don't want to mess that up, I guess is kind of part of it, right? It, it's not just mine. At a certain point, it's yours too. And how do you take the message? How do you flow with it? How do you share it with others if you want to? And Or just live your life in a way that others are paying attention to you. What are they getting out of that? What are they seeing you do? What are they noticing? And so, so that's a filter, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If I, there are certain situations where I'm with certain people, it's just, you know, just select people. I'm not, I, I don't go out, especially now I'm here. I haven't gone out anywhere. But even when I was in San Diego, you know, I stopped going out for the most part uh, years ago because I did it for many years. I went out every, all the time as a DJ, as a promoter, putting on dance events, um, underground dance parties or uh, even club, you know, nights. Um, electronic dance music, house music, that kind of stuff for many years, right? I DJed and hired other DJs and put on shows. So that was something I loved. I was passionate about for many, many, for many years. And then as I got older and older, it's like, you know, I, I just kind of got over it, right? I got to a point where it's like, all right, been there, done that. I lived that dream. I taught music, which was a dream. I had private students, which was a dream. I taught in private schools, which was a dream. I played at such and such venues, which were dreams. Have I done all of it? No, I'll probably probably go back at some time, but not now. You know, I'm tired. I need a break. I got kids. They're younger. I want to take care of them and focus on them and, and be a good father and good husband, right? So that's been a shift I've made over the years. Uh, our oldest is 10 years old. So definitely that was something as he was coming into the world as a, a shift I wanted to make is like to be home more. I don't want to be running around town um, all the time. I started getting pretty tired and burnt out when he was about two or three, had some some big changes. So I uh, got a full time, you know, I was like, okay, I need to change this up. What do I want to do? And uh, the cussing, I've got two stories going on here. Um, the one... It, it, being able to, with certain people I cuss, <laughs> few select people, if I'm in the right mood, I'll cuss like a sailor. And what's significant about that is I don't have to think as much. I can say what I'm trying to say without regard for saying it in a way that's not going to be offensive to people, right? And if there's young people around, I, I don't want to be cussing in front of them. I want to be a good influence. And so that's a filter that I use with this show to basically make it more accessible to people younger people and um yeah i I think that's a big part of it so there's that so that's one filter kind of slows down the flow of information from the downloads i try to get right and then another one now would be just there's just a lot of levels of things going on right now and in the world and it's uh it can be um complicated i guess it could be multifaceted it could be yeah there's there's levels to it right um there's my good buddy a good longtime buddy of mine 
uh, we'll call him Thado. He and I recently reconnected. It had been years. He was one of the the music producers and DJs that um, you know I've worked with for years and good buddy, longtime friend. So, and him and I think in in very similar ways. You know, I think we're wired in similar ways. He's more technically savvy than me with things like audio, uh, audio engineer. He's an audio engineer. That's his full-time job. And so he's really good. He's the guy you could, you know, talk about specs and this and that with like, you know, any kind of audio equipment. He knows that stuff really well. That's not my forte. I'm more definitely better at the theory side and music. Yeah. Music theory, um, music performance, marketing, sales, promotion. That's more my forte. Right. But we both approach things, learning things, and in a lot of the same ways. And so he's somebody who I really, and I know that he's very thorough. Him and I are both very thorough. Like I'm, there's, there's a lot of things I, I don't know, right? For sure. Lots and lots of things I don't know. Lots of things I know that I don't know. And I, I try not to misrepresent that I do know them. That's important to me. I try to keep it as honest as I can about what I hear. Yeah, I do know stuff about this and I don't know stuff about that. So that's important to me for ethics and morality and all that good stuff for my own character, right? I I really take that seriously. Doesn't mean I don't sometimes do it, right? Because I'm human and I do stupid things or my ego jumps in and I, you know, do something stupid, okay? Not saying that doesn't happen. Um, but I try not to. I'm conscious of that. And I, it's something I, I practice. So him and I reconnected a while back and it was great. We went on some hikes and that was fantastic to get out into nature because this was during the lockdown. We'd been locked down for a long time and, uh, and you know, finally connected with him. And it's like, yeah, man, let's get out into some nature where there's no freaking people. and We can just go be away from – we're both kind of hermits. <laughs> in that sense and intro introverts big time right so it's like you know i know how to play an extroverted game i i've got my persona where i can be very extroverted and and you know meet people and and that if i need to that's that's a skill that i've developed it's not my natural tendency um people you know uh, one thing i've learned is um is that sometimes people think that just because i can be confident and and talk well when I'm, you know, doing consulting, right? When I'm consulting and when I'm doing webinars, I'm talking to a lot of people. And so it may give the appearance that like, hey, I'm this big outgoing guy, I talk to everybody. It's not really a case, right? Like I have a very small circle of friends, uh, my jujitsu friends who I've trained with for years at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in La Mesa, Gracie in La Mesa. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not there anymore, but those were people who became friends that I felt good about hanging out with and, you know, chilling with, uh, not that I would go out and party with them or hang out with them after, um, to some of the events because I'm just, again, I'm more of a family man these days. I stay home and have no interest in going out. I went out and like I said, for years, um, I got paid to party, which was my, my big goal for a lot of years. Like, how can I just get paid to be a professional party person? And I figured that out, and I did it, and it was great. And I'm so glad I did. I got that out of my system. I don't miss it. I don't at this time, okay? So the filters that I'm adding to my mental flow, to the mind flow, right? I'm... I will be talking 
I mean, I think I tell a lot of stories in this podcast. That's kind of just a natural part of whatever I'm talking about is generally some story or some experience. I think partly what I want to say in this episode was that there's going to be more of that, I would guess, going forward. And in like more levels, I guess, more parallels, more... um, I don't want to say ambiguity, but more like things implied, I guess, more symbolic things because so, so Thedo, um, yeah, so we reconnected and like I said, him and I are, have been on the same, we're, we're very much wired the same like I said. And so when we reconnected, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, we're still on the same page with a lot of stuff. We still see things uh, the same way. We're still, you know, doing our own thing. It's different, but we, we can see, you know, we, you've probably got a friend like that, right? Or some that you just like see him as like, oh yeah, we're right back where we were five, 10 years ago. <laughs> it's just, you know, don't miss a beat. So, so we were just kind of like that. It's like, okay, cool. And one of the things, oh, Mm. Mm, interesting so one of the episodes I recorded when was it gosh what a crazy couple of years where are we this is October 2021 I guess it was a I don't know, friend. I don't know how long ago this was. I don't know if it was like a few months ago or a year ago. Um, hopefully, I'll figure it out. You know, make everything make more sense. I hope. So I did an episode. Oh, I could look it up. What about that? Because now I gotta know what the heck is going on here. Confuse myself beyond. Beyond, and I'm. I'm not even supposed to be recording this long i was just gonna hop on for a minute but let's just do it while we're here so what i'm trying to figure out is when i recorded this one episode i was selling a house helping my friend my other friend buy a house i'm a licensed realtor or was in california now i'm in texas and i'm not licensed here so i still hold my license in california i need to figure out what that's what happens with all that but Anyway, it's not here. Uh, this is too complicated. I don't have the patience. Anyway, friend, maybe it was a few months ago. Maybe it was a year ago. Who the heck knows? Um, I was, oh, it was May. Part two, three. Okay, so it was May of this year, I think. Yes. Looks like May 22nd, part three of three. That was the episode. So I had this, so I was helping my friend buy a house up in Marietta, which is like, supposedly, supposedly it was only going to be like, I don't remember, like an hour drive or something. What was it? Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be horrible. So let's just, uh, Marietta to Just uh, trying to remember for sure what the supposed drive time was. So it was like, it was a bit of a drive. Like I knew that it was going to be a drive. Yeah, it was about an hour. 
Okay. Oh yeah, you can make that now. And then of course you talk to some people. Oh, I do that driving in a half hour. It's like okay. <laughs> well, well, speed racer, you know, carry on. I'm a slow poke. You know, when I hear it's going to take an hour, I'm thinking it's going to take me an hour fifteen. Right? That's just me. So, something like okay, you know, hour and a half, hour fifteen, hour and a half with traffic, whatnot. And the market was hot. The market was super crazy hot. So we were. And I had been out of the game, the realtor game for a bit because I was, again, I was doing full-time consulting. I was only doing um, agent stuff as it came along, which, you know, fortunately it does. And so this happened to come along, past client, return client, and I'm helping him buy this house. He lived near me, so both of us, he was riding his motorcycle up there and I was driving my car. And we went up there and looked at a few houses. And by the time, you know, we'd gotten the offer in, they'd already had like 20 offers, right? All over asking price. Just, you know, that kind of market. Crazy, crazy seller's market. Everything's going super fast. Everything's going way over asking price. And so that whole day of driving up there, working all night on these offers. Sorry, I'm trying to kill this mosquito now. The the mosquitoes here are freaking nuts. And this guy... I see him, and I think he may have already got me once. There he goes. So if I the mic gets crazy, I'm sorry. I'm going to try to keep the, the volume consistent, but i got to get this guy. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I can sleep better at night now. Um, so we drove up there, right? And it's like, you know, drive up, drive back. It's a day. It's exhausting. And, of course, it's not an hour. It's two hours, right because then there's traffic and it's like you got you know so it's this whole thing and it was like un- unfruitful right the the whole thing was on un- didn't pan out so all right that happens once and it's like all right let's go next weekend so boom same thing next weekend so we did this you know a couple times two three times and it's like man this is just kicking my butt you know i'm working full time i'm driving you know trying to spend some time with the family driving uh, an hour each way hour plus each way and then showing home, driving around, showing homes, writing up the offers once I get home at night. So this total, excuse me, grind, hustle, you know, it's the agent game. The agent game can be, just be a, a grind. It can be a, a hustle for sure. And so, but I'm playing it because there's good money in it, right? And, and it's my, my buddy. I want to help him. And so it's a, it's a win-win, but it's a lot of work. And as an agent... I'm not getting paid until I sell them a house, right? If I don't close, I'm not making any money. All that gas, all that time, all that is completely wasted. So after the, I think, I don't remember if it's the third time, I think I was like, look guys, you know, this is, uh, we got to go in full, full bore. We got to do your, the most money that you can do with some of these properties. And um, we got to come up with a bigger down payment. And they didn't want to, but then they realized like, yeah, so so finally, um, we get to the point where it's like, I, I'm going to have to just do this sight unseen with these agents and, and line this up and get it under contract first before we drive up there. And agents were not really willing to do that, of course, because the market's so hot, they didn't need to. But finally, was able to get, get this uh, dialed in with this property. And anyway, I'm off on a tangent. Um, go up there, you know, one day and we're driving back home. I'm driving back home. And boom, there's traffic. Just it's been a long, long day. We went and had beers after a beer, um, but the three of us each had a beer, so it's beers um, afterward. 
And then it's like, okay, you know, great day, guys. Boom, let's all go home. So they head off on their motorcycles. I get into my car, and it's like, boom, instant traffic. It's like, oh, my gosh. And there's some big accident or something happening, and I didn't know what. So it's like, well, good thing I brought my microphone. I charged it. I got my phone, and I'm going to do some podcasting. So I started podcasting, right? And I thought I was going to be talking about houses and selling houses and real estate, but I just went off on tangents as I sometimes do. So I'm going and podcasting and podcasting. It's like, geez, Louise, my throat's getting sore. I got to go pee. So I just drank that stupid beer. And, you know, that was an hour ago. And now it's like two hours. And it's like, this was like an insane fire is actually what it was. I thought it was an accident, but I didn't, I couldn't really tell. And I had to pee really bad. I was podcasting about who knows what. And I try to keep the podcast at, um, for logistic purposes, um, below a certain amount of time. Man, it's already been 40 minutes into this one. Jeez Louise, when's going to get it together, guy? It's late. Okay, I got to go. Um, wrap it up. So so <laughs> then, so I'm driving. I'm driving. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I got to pee super, super bad. I haven't had to pee that bad. And I don't remember the last time I had to pee that bad. And I'm in, you know, four-lane highway, all freaking gridlocked, uh, accident up ahead. And um, I'm in pain. And I, was, I just felt horrible. And I was trying to – and then I see that my battery is about to die on my phone. And it's like, shoot, I have no way to recharge it. I – don't know um when exactly it's gonna die i so and i was just kind of yeah going off on it and um but i was flowing i was flowing good at the same time i was on some good trip and and i was like okay you know to my highest my higher power intuition or whatever you want to call it just like hey what's what's the point here what's the mission what what am i trying to say what could be the highest and best use of this time here what can i share that will help people the most right what's the best insight and uh and and then it it got into that and um what came through was um an experience i had based on another uh journey or trip that i had recently had at that point and um part of when i was on that trip i had some visions uh some some yeah some visions um, I had asked for the visions. I asked for divine guidance and wisdom to, you know, show me, give me messages, give me guidance, show me what is it, what is, <laughs> uh, I was hanging out with these fun guys and they, I, I was like asking them like, Hey, what's, you, you know, I don't see these guys very often. It'd been years actually since I'd seen them. And I was like, hey, what do you want to show me? Like, what is the the point here? What is uh, the message, right? And you, I haven't seen you around in a long time. Um, what, how did you work your way back into my life? What's the point here? And they showed me some some very fascinating things, right? Some different ways of looking at life and reality. And during a part of uh, that journey together, I they showed me this um some things. Well, I get, yeah, might as well. Let's just do a long episode with that. What else am I going to do, Winston? So specifically, this one uh, part of it was this barking dog 
this dog head just came out of nowhere, right? And it's like barking at me. It's just the head. And it's like this golden headed, like a yellow dog, you know, barking, yap, 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 all freaking loud and intense. And like, you know, like light blasting off at it. And it was just very intense. It's like, holy geez. And I was like, be gone, be gone. And, um, you know, it's not generally the way I would talk, but it was like, that was what I said. It was like, be gone, you know? And uh, use a hand gesture you can't see, but I'm like, blasting it off like be gone dog and so that was really intense and then I had um, some other kind of uh, interesting stuff around that and and Thedo came to mind and so um, so anyway I reached out to him shortly after that I was like hey oh man yeah some of the earlier part of the journey was um, I guess it's like seeing uh, behind the scenes of reality, I guess is just kind of the easiest, bestest way to say it. It's like, here's reality. You, if you or I, like if I'm looking around, I see a room. I see, you know, I've got my computers. I got my there walls. There's carpet on the floor. There's my desk. At that time, um, you know, when I was hanging out with these these guys, these fun guys, I was uh, able to be in that room. And then I was also able, if I kind of held still or kind of let um, let myself experience more, I could also see behind this reality as if there, it was like a, a cutout. And as and I could almost like hear machinery operating the whole thing, okay, um, and and it brought back a lot of uh, experiences in my mind, dreams, not dreams that I've had, like sleeping dreams. Yeah, that's not a good way to say it. I guess. Um, well, oh, one one dream actually that was a pretty dark, disturbing dream I had years ago, and it kind of at some level tied into that, and that's kind of what set me off with it was, um, the yeah the so part of the the machine sounds for me it brought back um, kind of like I know getting all whatever's just do it man just say it but it's like it's also the filters and the, the delicateness of the whole thing i guess is kind of scary to talk about part of it because it's dark but that's also part of the whole bringing it to the light i guess so so it's like the the so anyway so it's like this machine sound right and it's like i'm hearing it and i'm seeing it and i can kind of step outside of what seems like reality and I can go into the shadow of it, right? The cutout behind it and see the projection almost and of what I think is reality. I can I can go back and forth. I could be in the three-dimensional or five, whatever the heck dimensional I am like as a physical body, right? If I identify myself as the physical body in the physical world, oh, here's me. I am this body. I am Winston. And I, you know, am in this living room with these, the TV and the cat and or whatever. 
and or I can see behind the scenes and I can see the movie projection screen behind it putting that out there right stepping like the Plato the people in the cave you know seeing the looking at the wall and thinking that is all that is reality but knowing that there's actually you know the the projector and the people behind uh projecting that image onto the wall right so I became I was able to become that and that was this just part of this machine and um and so anyway, so Thedo, you know, when I got to, got together with him, I, I shared with him, you know, we're out and we, this was the first time I'd gotten out of, uh, or seen him since, since we'd been locked down and we're out in nature, you know, and, uh, it was beautiful cause I hadn't been in nature and I was really hurting for it. And I started to relay this experience, this dream to him or this, uh, waking dream, this journey and i i mentioned yeah there's this part and uh, where this dog head started barking at me loudly and, and aggressively and it's like oh sadie i was like what it's like sadie that was a dog i had uh, and i felt really horrible about what went down but i couldn't control her she was uh always barking she wouldn't shut up i could never get her to shut up i could never sh- get her to to you know be under you know control or controllable and she was becoming a nuisance and i you know the kids and i had to finally give her up for adoption and i felt horrible i really regretted it but it was this horrible thing and i couldn't you know see any other way around it i was like man that's that's kind of crazy okay wow you know because i i felt like i had to tell him about that that part of this experience and um, so it was interesting that he was like instantly felt like he recognized that, right? And then, I kid you not, then we're walking, we're in near this lake and there's this meadows, you know, kind of all around. And out of nowhere, this, uh, like a coyote or a, um, you know, dog, uh, wild dog kind of is on our trail and it's like whoa and so we both stop and it's this golden you know golden dog and uh then it kind of went off into the the path and i was able to snap a picture uh not a great picture it's just small off in the distance but it was real it happened we both saw it and got the image and maybe if i get around to it i'll make it the art for the podcast episode that'd be pretty cool but i wouldn't count on it um so i'd have to find it but that's that was a you know very symbolic very neat experience for me and uh, for him too i'm pretty sure and he said be gone be gone to the dog to the to the coyote and that was uh very very interesting and so and so i was telling him about some of the other parts of the experience and um the beast you know he's like oh it's the beast you know the sounds that you're describing and uh, oh, the parts I didn't didn't mention, but I guess it's kind of worth mentioning was like part of when I was having the experience was like you know my my buddy Thedo, like I said, he kind of kept coming to me in this um, in my thoughts, in my experience, waking dreams, whatever you want to call it, and he, and we were both kind of like scientists, you know. He's kind of like I said, he's a very analytical, very engineer type guy. Um, I'm not, I don't consider myself analytical like that, but I do, but we, we just, like I said, we kind of think the same. We have a lot of, um, things that we see the same way and we work well in the same ways and we research things the same way and we 
get things done the same way, I guess is kind of part of it. And so when I was having this experience of, um, and, and we're both, uh, very spiritual in, in, in life, you know, we, we go about it different ways, but we're both also yin and yang, right? Like we, we see both sides and that's, I think an underlying theme of it too. That's maybe important to mention. So, so I was like sharing this stuff with him and, you know, he's, he's miles ahead in some of this stuff. You know, he's gone down a different path than I have and he's deep into it, you know, for many years he's deep into some of this stuff. And so that's one of the reasons I love talking to him because he knows all this really cool stuff about um, certain cultures and certain belief systems and spiritual systems and whatnot. So, so we were talking about that and, um, you know, he's like, oh yeah, that's, that's the beast, you know? And it's like, man, when he said that, it like, it brought back, that one dream I was telling you, uh, I kind of alluded to, that was a really dark one. Um, and yeah, just some of the, the gnarly dark stuff from World War II and whatnot. Not that I was there, but um, not that I wasn't there, I guess is kind of the other part. Maybe, I, you know, that's where it's like, ah, I don't I don't know what that's all about. Um, but so... Yeah, so there's kind of uh, that aspect of it. And then we got to, um, so in that one episode I was mentioning where I was recording it, I didn't know what I was going to say because, again, I generally don't, but I ate, oh, it's 10.01 uh, p.m. on this one clock on my thing, which is a uh, palindrome. No, it is symmetrical, vertically symmetrical. It's kind of cool. Anyway, um at the end of it, so I don't, so that episode is one, somehow became like one of my most downloaded episodes for the podcast. And it's weird because it's like, why? It's not named anything cool. I mean, did it get released on at just the magical time and place that like it got downloaded way more than any other episode? Or is it because of what I said in that episode? And again, it wasn't like I was planning on saying it, but I talked about this specific journey, um, the trip that I took with uh, those fun guys and um and in i let that flow through i let that flow through uh because it was like my again my clock my uh, phone was about to die i didn't know how much time i have so i just said okay let's go for it let's what do you want to share you know god or spirit or whatever you want to call it intuition what's the message and i felt like it's it hit like it resonated like people needed to hear what i said in that episode and um that's it was part of the same kind of oh so I uh, and so I yeah I don't so I was talking I mentioned that same kind of stuff to Thedo in our conversation and he was you know very familiar with this and he he got deep into it and um you know specifically me and my potential role with that kind of stuff which is cool to hear somebody very knowledgeable you know say the things that he said. And I can't even begin to paraphrase it because it's just, you know, it's just out there. <laughs> but um, but it was neat that that episode became, got so many plays or downloads because it's like, man, how did that happen? People must need to hear that. Somehow it got out there. Somehow it's being shared or something. And and then here's me, you know, kind of touching on it again now uh, on different aspects of that same journey because I'm seeing, because the filters, right? And as the filters, and as I have to be more 
careful perhaps with the things I say and the way I say them. Um, there's, oh, so he, Thedo, um, took an interest, was at that time, which was, uh, again, back in May, um, he was starting to look into this, to another, <laughs> into another um, opportunity, I guess, or a direction with his spiritual path, which he showed me and which I was fascinated by because I've always been fascinated by that specific spiritual path um, and or uh, club, I guess, and um, or whatever organization. And yeah, I've just always been, I've always been fascinated with religion and secret societies and cults and that kind of thing because of my upbringing, which if you're new to the show, um, I don't want to get too into it. So I'm really long winded here at this episode, but, um, yeah, I just found that interesting. So anyway, here we are fast forward six months later, eight months later, however long, whatever, May, June, July, August, October. So it's about five months later. And, um, he, uh, has gone deeper, deeper into that path. So that was really cool. So I got an update when I told him, you know, I reached out to him a few weeks ago. I was like, hey, buddy, you know, we're moving. We're moving out of state. We're moving to Texas. And he's just like, oh, my goodness. And, uh, you know, but it wasn't a complete surprise to him. You know, he's just like, yeah, I get it. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so um, we were kind of going through that whole, um, you know, he, he was able to come out. And uh, I ended up, one of the big things, one of the big decisions I ended up making, friend, was... Uh, you know, I talked about the DJing career that I've had and music production career and performing and putting on events and whatnot. Um, I've always had my own gear. I've always had, or yeah, I guess kind of always, um, multiple sound systems, you know, DJ systems, light systems, stage lights, uh, truss, the whole thing, you know, smoke or fog machines and big speakers, little speakers to be able to do different events, have uh, myself and another DJ working at any given time. And I'm storing that stuff is a logistics thing. You know, where do you put that stuff? If you're living in a re- residential area, like I was storing that stuff, especially if you're in a place like Southern California and you're looking at price per square foot of rental space or mortgage space or whatever, it adds up. You know, I had a storage unit that added up. I, um, we had some sheds on our, in our last house. And so I had those things full, but then, oh gosh, the mice got in there and now they're pooping on my gear and I got to, you know, deal with that. And then all the rain and wind was gnarly and it tore the thing. And now it's raining on my gear. It's, it was just a constant pain in the butt, but I did it for a number of years. So anyway, now I'm moving, right? I'm moving to Texas. We're moving halfway across the country. We've got a rental truck, rental truck but, uh, or no, sorry, we hired movers. We're not doing it ourselves. So we're, you know, that next level in life where we can, uh, fortunately hire professionals to help us with it. And, um, you know, that whole thing. And it's like, man, I got to make this decision. Do I take all my gear and what I've had for years and years? And, uh, you know, so I can, keep taking gigs if I need to. Oh, part of the thing was, uh, I wasn't going to be able to keep my, my position with my, with the company as a consultant. So I had to take this kind of leap of faith, right? Like goodness gracious. Well, if I get rid of all my DJ gear and all my pro- music production gear, what the heck? Um, how am I going to get gigs if I need to take gigs to make money or so it was a big decision, but the point being friend, I ended up just giving it all to, to Thedo. So that was cool. Um, it ended up being a great decision. I feel very happy. I made that. I'm really glad I didn't truck all my stuff clear across the country and, 
um, only to, to regret it and end up saying like, you know what, I'm still tired and burnt out and I still don't want to do gigs. So there's that. So I saw him and, you know, we, we chatted and he gave me some material to read and learn more about the, the path that he was on. And, uh, so I started reading some of that and it's been pretty fascinating. So, um, as I start to wrap it up, because again, I've been going on for a while, I've got an interview tomorrow or today with somebody I'm really excited got to figure out the technology so i should definitely get back to that and and you know i try to be honest with you as much as i can and there are times where you know if ever i was to get if ever i was sworn to secrecy if ever i got like insider super cool information from somewhere if i was sworn to secrecy obviously i'd have to be secret about it but if i wasn't i would try to say in ways that yeah, it's like there, you know, it's just like part of the the reading and and stuff I've I've gotten from him. Um, it's just it's fascinating. It's very cool, and it's also it is what it is. You know, it's like it is what you make it. Jujitsu, for instance, right? It's like there's there was a fear kind of when I was newer in in jujitsu. I've been training Brazilian jujitsu for about seven or eight years now. And it's like, there was a part where it's like, well, man, I don't want people to know that I'm doing this or like, oh, well, anybody could just come in and, and, you know, start doing this. And then, gosh, you could have bad guys do that, right? Like from a, from a self-defense, it's like, well, if this is just out on the internet, anybody could watch this and then they could start doing it and they could be a bad guy who knows this jujitsu stuff, right? And, and there's that fear that I had. And then the reality, though, is that like when if if and when you ever do something like that, like when I actually started training consistently and going a lot and getting good, one thing I learned was that yeah, it's there, but it, and people might watch it online and oh god, okay, now I know how to do an armbar, now I know how to do a triangle. It's like well, watching it and actually doing it are two very different things. Oh, I know how to start a business. I watched this thing. I bought this course. It's like okay, cool. Well, did you do it? Well, no, but I got the basic ideas. Well, then you don't know anything. You have no idea. <laughs> like that's you understand maybe the concepts, but until you've done it, it's a different thing, right? So that's I guess kind of part of the whole thing is like the experience of doing it and getting it into your muscles, the muscle memory, right? Doing it against a live training partner who's also trying to beat you or submit you right? That's very different than watching somebody on YouTube doing it and putting in the time and having it work on you and defending it while somebody else is doing it against you and you doing it against them. These are all, there's all these levels and we track these levels in a lot of different things. Jiu-Jitsu, they use a belt system, right? You get a stripe on, you start with a white belt and then you get up to four stripes and then you go up to a blue belt and then four stripes and then purple belt, four stripes and then brown belt, four stripes and then boom, black belt. And then once you're black belt, you know, you teach for one year and you get your bars on your black belt. And then once you've uh, gotten another three years or something, you get your first stripe on your black belt. So there's these degrees, there's these levels and there's degrees in other things, right? Um, there's degrees in the education system. Oh, you got your bachelor's degree. Oh, you got your associate's degree. Uh, there's, um, you know, different levels of initiation in different cults, right? 
and different badges or, or sashes that you wear that let you let, let the other people know how committed you are to that thing, how much you've accomplished within that paradigm. And that's kind of uh, it's kind of it is like, okay, well, yeah, jujitsu, it's neither bad nor good. It could be used for good. It could be used for bad, right? How good is that person going to be? Are the bad guys learning it? Maybe. Are they training it every day, five days a week or three days a week? Are they, you know, training consistent? Who knows? Maybe some of them are, maybe some of them aren't. But the, the people who, there's such high turnover with these kind of things, with almost anything, business, same thing. With There's that 80-20 rule, right? The Pareto principle, Pomodoro method, like the 80-20 rule. Uh, most people, most white belts drop out. That's just the reality. Very few people make it from white belt to blue belt. It's a huge accomplishment. And then how many people drop out going and then there's the there's the blue belt fade or whatever they call it where basically like, you know, once people get a blue belt, a lot of people just kind of fade out after that. It's like, okay, cool. Well, if you're a blue belt, you know more about self-defense and martial arts than most of the majority of people out there, right? Which is great. Um, but the person who stays and works their way up to a purple belt knows more than that blue belt. and uh, But there's a much smaller number of people that make it that far. And then going from purple belt up to brown belt, same thing. Even fewer people become brown belts. And then even fewer people become black belts, right? So same thing with some of these spiritual um, practices, perhaps, right? How many people join a church um, simply just to, to join a church? just for the social aspect they have no maybe even not even a belief in god or into whatever god or or holy person or whatever that that particular sect is promoting right but they do it for some other reason like hey you know these are cool people and i just want to hang out with them i got nobody else to hang out with let's go to church and go grab some beers afterward right or um whatever or like hey let's go watch football i don't even like football but you know we can drink beer while we do it or we can go golfing like you know i used to go golf with some people or my family or something it's just like i don't really particularly like golfing but hey if i get a ride around a golf cart smoke cigars and have a drink or two that's kind of fun Uh, so you know but there were some people there who were serious about it they're practicing their short game. They're practicing their long game. They know how to work a hand, like their handicap, right? There's all these this depth with almost anything that you get into. You can just keep going deeper and deeper into that thing. And few people do, right? Most people are kind of generalists or kind of skim along like, oh, maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll try that. Oh, that was fun. Okay, now I'm going to go do this other thing. Okay, now I'm going to go bowling. Oh, now I'm going to go do this, right? And and so they maybe don't become experts in that one thing. So what is, where are we? Why are we way out here? Oh, yeah. Information, stories, parables, filters, learning cool things, not being able to talk about them directly um, for a number of reasons, some people getting parts of it, other people getting other parts, being able to not offend people, not get censored, not um, trigger people is a thing, right? And so I guess part of it is like just for me to avoid things in that, but then part of it is it's darn near impossible this day and age, and that's kind of part of it too. 
that's a, a big part of it too, I think. I saw this cool meme and was like, you can't raise your kids the same way that your parents raised you because that world doesn't exist anymore, right? It's a different world that we live in today than the world that most of us grew up in. And so to, we can't raise our kids the way that our parents raised us. And that that really hit me, you know, because that it's so true. And not everybody gets that in the same way. Of course, we're all going to interpret it in our own way from our own, you know, experiences and whatnot, perspectives. But but that's kind of a big part of, I guess, where I'm trying to go with this as we wrap it up is we're in, we're in a new frontier, friend. <laughs> This is a new frontier. I'm in the in the Wild West. I'm not in the West anymore. Now I'm in the Northeast, I think, or Southeast. Um, yeah, somewhere along there, somewhere in the middle of the country, uh, which is crazy, you know, and yeah, awesome. And it's a new chapter. And, you know, I've been talking with a, a little bit of a Texas Southern accent, sometimes on accident, kind of on purpose, right? It's one of those things. It's kind of fun. It's just kind of cool. And it's a different way of life out here. And I'm digging it. And my family's digging it. And so some of the things we're going to be talking about going forward here, friend, uh, with the newer recorded episodes, not the, the previously recorded ones, who knows what we're going to get into. But what I want to just, again, kind of say is like, read between the lines. You know, I just bit my tongue while saying that. Um, yeah. Bite my tongue. What does that mean? Don't say it all. Yeah, hold back. Filters. Be aware. I do my best to, to keep it honest and straight and transparent, friend. That's what I try to do. And so I think I've rambled on enough. I'm tired. I need to figure out this technology. And uh, I'm going to upload this episode hopefully right now. That's my goal. And get it out to you. And hopefully it's awesome. And I appreciate you so much, friend. I do. I love you. I freaking love you. I don't know what you're doing right now but it's awesome <laughs> i hope i hope and uh if you're alive and you're here then you're amazing and you're hearing this message for a reason okay and we're gonna do some awesome stuff together you and i whether you know it or not um and of course you have to want to if you don't want to then you've got free will you've got free will friend you could do whatever the heck you want so <sighs> exercise it Exercise your free will, friend, while you still have the liberty to do so. If you have the liberty to do so. And if not, why not? And there's going to be more talk about that, I think, because it has to, because it's an important conversation. And it's maybe at the core of a lot of what I'm trying to say right now without saying it. And take from that what you will. So thank you, friend. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate any uh, support you give in terms of sharing this with people who you think may resonate with this message. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. Hey, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you like essential oils? Me too. Did you know you can go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and pick up some essential oils? Yeah, get them while they're going. And until next time, friend, be flowing.